Welcome to Crazy Ambitious. Show notes for Crazy Ambitious are available at tobyheap.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tob and LinkedIn at Toby Heap. Now, let's get into the show. Rock, verify range, go. Range green. First stage tank pressing up. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Getting in a car will be like getting in an elevator. You just tell it where you want to go, and it takes you there. There used to be elevator operators. When I was at school, I would look at a blackboard and I would not understand anything on that blackboard. Here's to the crazy ones, because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Today we're joined by Melissa Hurwitz from H2 Ventures. Hi Melissa, thanks for joining us. Hi Toby, thanks for having me. Here on Crazy Ambitious, we like to hear about journeys that people take to get where they are and to hear about where they're heading next. So let's dive into your journey. Can I start by asking, where were you born and what was your childhood like? I was born in sunny Sydney. My mum is Mauritian and my dad is South African, but they met here and had me and my sister. My childhood was pretty great. Uh, I was raised mostly by my mum and she is a 10 out of 10 human. Uh, Me and my sister are really close in age. We're only 15 months apart, so we basically grew up as twins. We spent most of our time together playing sports. We played netball, soccer, tennis, pretty much every other sport that was possible. As a kid, did you have any particular passions or interests? As a kid, I was really passionate about making things. I always wanted to do things with my hands. Um, I'd continually be watching craft shows and art shows, trying to make all the things that they would make. Uh, I also was super passionate about cooking. From a super young age, I was already in the kitchen making heaps of things. I watched my mum and my grandma be in the kitchen 24-7, so I just learned heaps from them and I wanted to get straight in there. Uh, I started with heaps of baking when I was younger, always making cakes and stuff, sometimes not very successfully, uh, and now that's really developed into one of my great passions. And what about at school? What kind of student were you? My school teachers would always tell me that I was too quick. They would always tell me to slow down. I was doing everything too fast and I'd always miss small details. They always told me to slow down and I think more attention to detail. It was kind of a positive and a negative in terms of I got everything done quickly, but sometimes it wasn't done exactly perfect. I was quite arty in school. I loved art um, and design classes. Um, My mum also got us really involved with like outside of school, doing like pottery and drawing and um, painting, which was really great. And but other than that, I was mostly quiet student, was really like loud with my friends, but Uh, When it came to being in the class, I wasn't overly uh, chatty or anything like that. Did you have any early entrepreneurial ventures as a child? Apart from the occasional lemonade stand, I think we were always trying to get out into the garden and try and sell things, but we lived on a pretty quiet street, so it was usually quite unsuccessful. (laughs) Okay, so let's step forward. Uh, Did you go to university after school? Yes, I did. So I finished high school and was quite lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I remember going to one open day for UTS. My mum was like, please, can you go with me? I really just want you to go to one open day. So I decided to go to the one. Uh, I watched one seminar, which was the Bachelor of Design and Visual Communication. And I was like, 
that's the one I want to do. And if I don't get into that, then I'm not going to uni. And luckily enough, I got into it and I did three years of uh, graphic design at UTS. And how did you find that? I enjoyed it mostly. It was quite different to school in terms of, you know, you could you could come and go as you please and you didn't have to be there all the time. So I took more of the didn't have to be there all the time ad- approach. So I wasn't as involved with uni as I should have been, I think. But I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed all the work we did, which was really good. Okay, so now give me a journey from university on. So when I finished uni, I was pretty much feeling the same as when I finished high school. I was quite lost. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I've got this awesome degree, but I don't really want to use it full time. I didn't, the idea of working as a graphic designer full time didn't really appeal to me. So I went on holidays and thought that I would work it out when I came back. I went to Mauritius, which is where we go every year. So I was hoping that would give me some clarity on what I wanted to do next but it didn't. So I came back and applied for a bunch of jobs at bars and restaurants, anything I could think of, childcare. I just was basically applying for everything and didn't really hear back. So I just decided to stop for a bit and took another holiday (laughs) and decided to just hang out. And then I started food blogging. So I started that about halfway through uh, 2016. So I started my food blog, got really into that, and then was very lucky to meet someone who knew Ben and Toby from H2 Ventures. Uh, It was really good timing that they were looking for someone to work with them full time. Uh, I applied and I was very lucky to get the job. And then since then, uh, I've been at H2 for almost two years, which is really great. I'm their community manager. And on the side, I also run a small graphic design business and a still running my food blog. And tell me more about your food blog. So as I said earlier, I've always loved food. Uh, I've been in the kitchen since I was really little. And then as of late, it's developed more into an obsession. And I just want to spend all my time in the kitchen cooking. And I thought, why not turn it into something that I can show other people? So I created Break the Fast, which is a breakfast blog. Uh, It's an Instagram. And then I also have a website where I post recipes. uh, And I've had that for about two years as well. Uh, It's just got a small following on Instagram. And you're being modest. <laughs> What's the following? Uh, it's about 14,000, but I'm hoping to grow that more. My goal is to get 20,000 by the end of the year. And so if people listening want to follow you, what's the... It's at breakthefast underscore. Fantastic. And, and why breakfast? I think breakfast because I always wake up and I'm always hungry and I'm never one of those people who just wakes up and then doesn't eat for hours or just skips breakfast and goes straight to lunch. And occasionally I've been known to not be able to sleep because I'm too excited about breakfast. So I thought, why not turn that into something more? And also because it's a bit of a niche, there's a lot of food blogs out there, but mine is specifically breakfast. Uh, I do also do other things, but the, the main focus is breakfast. And I thought that was something that wasn't out there as much. And I thought it'd be interesting to kind of see where that could go. Where do you want to go in the future? That's a great question. I always feel as lost as I did at the end of high school and the end of end of uni that I still have no idea. Uh, hopefully would like to do something of a startup on my own, uh, potentially in food because 
food is my passion. I could literally spend all day on the floor looking through cookbooks and all afternoon in the kitchen cooking. Uh, so if I could turn that into a real job, that would be awesome. But I still need to think about what it is. Um, I'm also really passionate about food wastage. Uh, and so if I could incorporate those two things, uh, that would be really amazing. And I hear you're also a, a famous hair model. <laughs> yes, I did have a small stint for Pantene. Uh, I won a competition a couple of months ago to be their June, July model uh, for their ad campaign. So basically was displayed in Westfield with my hair in a knot, which I then shook out and showed my face. <laughs> it was a bit cringe, but pretty exciting. Peter Thiel in his book Zero to One talks about startups needing or startup founders needing to have some secret, some thing that only they believe or that most people don't believe. Is there anything you believe that other people think is crazy? I think the main thing that I believe, I don't think it's other people think it's crazy, but the one of the most important things that I've seen in startup culture and startup life and the life cycle of a startup is just the ability to bounce back. Uh, I sometimes don't have that at all. I get criticism and then I don't want to do anything more. I want to just stop. But I think the most important thing is to receive that criticism, take it on board and then keep going and improve. And that's what you'll get from really successful founders that they've, you know, potentially businesses have failed or they've done things that weren't quite right, but they've just bounced back and been able to get off off the ground and keep going. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So just one last time, where can people find you online? You can find me on LinkedIn. My name is Melissa Hurwitz. You can also check out my breakfast blog, which is on Instagram at BreakTheFast. And you can also check out Miko Designs, where I do graphic design work for startups and other companies. And that's MikoDesigns.com. That's it for this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Android and join us next time for another episode of Crazy Ambitious.